Good morning, Lake Sam. Hope you're having a good morning. Hope you're enjoying the snow day. And I think it's so cool that because of technology, even if weather and things prevent us from gathering in person, we can still uh, do a version of church and, and, and that's cool. So um, if you haven't already gotten the, the email, check your email um, for all the links for the worship and the LSK devotional, things like that. Um, it, it's so cool. Now, uh, we still want this to be sort of a communal exercise. So if you have a threefold, feel free and call up someone in your threefold and watch this together. If there's someone in your small group, feel free and call them up. Um, if your family is near, feel free and watch this together. Because at the end, we're going to have reflection questions. And it'd be great um, to do those questions together as a as a group activity. I think it's going to go well. So um, earlier in the week, I found this article that caught my attention and it was a survey from the, the Barna Institute um, who they're the, the group that does all these like surveys and research stuff and they, they're researching the specific demographic Christian Millennials and they're asking them all sorts of questions about what they value what what they deem important and so Christian Millennials like the Christian parts really important and he asked um, the the survey asked if how they feel about their faith and almost all of them said it was really, really important to them. Almost all of them said that Jesus is transformative. Almost all of them said it's really important that the world knows the transformative power of Jesus. But almost half of Christian millennials, 47%, agree at least somewhat that it's wrong to share one's personal beliefs with someone of a different faith in hopes that they'll one day share the same faith. In other words evangelism. 47% feel like evangelism is wrong, despite being at the end of the, of the, the gospel of Matthew with the Great Commission, right? And I, I find this fascinating and not necessarily terrifying because I think all of us have some version of this, right? Like there's all these different ways we interact with God. There's worship, there's reading the word, there's gathering together as a church, there's these communal there's these solo like silent things and there's experiencing God in nature and for all of us there's a version of this where it's like okay worship guy calm down I'm glad that you find God in worship but that's not really who I am or people would say and have said to me I'm not really a word guy I don't really read the word like like you do or like it's just not my personality to do these communal things and we've created the relationship with God where it's about us and it's, it's about my preferences and what I like and not about him. So this fits in perfectly because we've been in this Names of God series and we're, we're still in it uh, today. Even despite the snow, we're still in the Names of God series. And the name we're looking at today is Yahweh Ro'ai, which uh, translates to God my shepherd. And if you have your Bible... Feel free and find it just so you know where it is. It's in Psalm 23. And and here's what Psalm 23 says. And if you know this, uh, I'm reading it in the New Living Translation, so it's slightly different than what you've memorized it. And uh, that's good, because you'll hopefully experience this in a fresh way. It says, The Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. He lets me rest in green meadows. He leads me beside peaceful streams. He renews my strength. He guides me along right paths, bringing honor to his name. Even when I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid, for you are close beside me. 
Your rod and your staff protect and comfort me. You prepare a feast for me in the presence of my enemies. You honor me by anointing my head with oil. My cup overflows with blessings. Surely your goodness and unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life, and I will live in the house of the Lord forever. Now, I don't know about you, but something happens in my soul when I read those words and when I hear them out loud. It just kind of like reorients my life. I'm like, oh, right. Yahweh Ra'ai, the Lord is my shepherd. And the way that this songwriter presents this song is this idea that I don't have to worry about things. My relationship with God is such that he's the one that leads me. He takes care of my needs. I have everything I need. I um, walk through darkest valleys and it doesn't matter. I'm not afraid because he's right there with me. And uh, my enemies, who cares about my enemies? He's preparing a feast for me in front of them. I'm not worried about my enemies. And so I read this and, I, and for me in my life I go, this is so not my life. I wish it were my life, but it's not. Because I worry about things. I'm worried about the economy. I'm worried about my house burning down. I'm worried about something happening to my, my family. I, I just so many things over and over and over, just this track goes on in my brain of worry. And even when I do good things, I'm like, oh yeah, I, I wanna to hear a prophetic word. And then I worry that I heard God wrong. And then I worry that I've like ruined every relationship ever. I think this is a millennial thing, but I don't know for sure that it's entirely a millennial thing. It's just this worry that I have. And I think, I hope I'm not alone, by the way, in that. Do you struggle with any of that? And I think the answer is just this understanding of God, of who he is, as Yahweh Ro'ai, God my shepherd. And so uh, as we look at this song, it's easy to go, oh, okay, so we're talking about sheep today. Well, no, not really. Because the songwriter doesn't mention sheep. Read it again. He talks about shepherds. And see, at the time that this was written, in the ancient Near East, which is where this was, was written, kings and gods would call themselves shepherds all the time. So this is like a novel idea for this songwriter. He, he was just borrowing from this metaphor that was already existing in the world. In fact, if you look at pictures of ancient Egyptians, the pharaoh would often use a shepherd's staff as a symbol because it was understood that the king was supposed to shepherd his people. He was supposed to take care of his people. And to me, that doesn't take away from this. It actually adds to it because it presents this idea that Yahweh is the shepherd who takes care of me and has my life under control, like gods do. But also, he's the king as a shepherd who takes care of all of my needs, that's concerned about my well-being. And in his decision-making, he has me in mind. So I think that's really cool. But there's another passage in, in, in scripture that talks about shepherds. And it's actually in the New Testament the writer John records this story of Jesus 
in, in uh, the Gospel of John chapter 10. And this is Jesus talking, and he says this, I tell you the truth, anyone who sneaks over the wall of the sheepfold rather than going through the gate must surely be a thief and a robber. But the one who enters through the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him and the sheep recognize his voice and come to him. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. After he has gathered his own flock, he walks ahead of them and they follow him because they know his voice. They won't follow a stranger. They will run from him because they don't know his voice. So I have a friend who did a mission trip to uh, the Middle East and he was staying at this well just people watching and praying. And these four shepherds came one at a time, each with their own flock. So one shepherd came and the sheep would get water and hang out and graze or whatever. And then another shepherd would come and the sheep would intermingle. And then a third and a fourth. So there's four herds of sheep, just all completely intermingled. And my friend was like, this is going to be really interesting. I'm excited to see how the shepherds figure out which sheep is theirs and kind of sort it all out at the end. But in the end, uh, the first shepherd that, that showed up was ready to go. And so he made a sound. I think it was like a whistle or something, something similar to that. And instantly all his sheep stopped what they were doing and came to him. And none of the other sheep even responded. And then the second shepherd was, was done, and so he made a sound slightly different than the first one. And his sheep followed him. And then the third and the fourth, they all had their own little way to communicate to the sheep. And their sheep knew their shepherd's voice, and, and none of the other sheep did. And so it was really interesting because he was like, they didn't do any sorting at all. They just made a noise, and all their sheep knew, my shepherd is calling. So then Jesus goes on. Those who heard Jesus use this illustration didn't understand what he meant. So he explained it to them. I tell you the truth, I am the gate for the sheep. All who came before me were thieves and robbers, but the true sheep did not listen to them. Yes, I'm the gate. Those who come in through me will be saved. They'll come and, and go freely and will find good pastures. The thieves' purpose is to steal, steal and kill and destroy. My purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. And then he says, I am the good shepherd. He's the gate and he's the shepherd. So I love this at the end of verse 10, that my purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. And I think the reason why you and I sometimes don't have a rich and satisfying life is because we're not listening to our shepherd. We're listening to these thieves and these robbers whose intent is to kill and steal and destroy. And you're thinking, oh, of course, we're talking about Satan now. And yes, but no, not entirely. Satan's a voice, yes. But all of these things we worry about are thieves intended to steal your joy. All uh, these material possessions and finances and things and the pursuit of more is a robber that wants to steal your joy and steal your life doesn't want you to have a rich and satisfying life. Comparing ourselves on social media and other things and, and other uh, parents and other churches and other people in your career and whatever, whatever, whatever we would compare ourselves to is a thief. And if you listen to that voice, it'll rob you 
of the, of the joy that God has for you, that Yahweh Ro'ai, your shepherd, has intended for you. So how do we avoid that? Well, later on, Jesus tells us, People ask him, how long are you going to keep us in suspense? If you're the Messiah, tell us plainly. Jesus replied, I've already told you, and you don't believe me. The proof is the work I do in my Father's name, but you don't believe me because you are not my sheep. My sheep listen to my voice. I know them, and they follow me. I give them eternal life, and they will never perish. No one can snatch them away from me. For my Father has given them to me, and he is more powerful than anyone else. No one can snatch them from the Father's hand. The Father and I are one. So how do we get to the place where we don't worry? It's when we stop thinking about the, the economy and the, the material possessions and the things that could happen to our family. And we start focusing on hearing his voice. Just listening to the shepherd. Because if it's true what Jesus is saying, if it's true what the songwriter is saying in Psalm 23, then we don't have to worry about it. In fact, Jesus in another place is recorded as saying, like, if you worry about it, does it help you? Is it adding to your life to worry? So don't do it. Instead, all we have to focus on is hearing the voice of the shepherd. And to me, it's almost like, um, almost like a science experiment, right? Like you have this hypothesis of, I think this is what God's voice is, sounds like. And then I'm going to do an experiment. I'm going to follow that and say, what happens when I follow this voice? And then either uh, the experiment proves that my hypothesis was true and that was God's voice. And I go, great. I have another um, sense of this is what God's voice sounds like. And if I missed it, great. I now know that that voice that I listen to is not what the shepherd's voice sounds like. And I can say, okay, well, that wasn't it. What is? And I can try again. And by the way, this is why church is so vitally important. Because uh, when we are in community, we can help, we can figure it out together. If you're not in community, you kind of get weird about this stuff. And you start like thinking you've heard his voice and you start Stop recognizing his voice because you have no one around you to tell you if you've missed it or not. And so being in community is so extremely important. Uh, not, that's, by the way, why I say what I say during worship all the time of um, God, when a prophetic word is given, God, is that a prophetic word? And if so, how do you want us to respond? Because I don't want to assume that just because I like what they say, that it's his voice. Or if it's something I don't like, that it's not his voice. I just want to use every opportunity to say, I want to know Yahweh Ro'ai, the shepherd, God, Yahweh my shepherd. I want to know his voice. I want to use every opportunity to try it out and get better at hearing his voice. Then if I do that, if I just learn to hear his voice, then Psalm 23 all of a sudden is ringing a lot truer. So there was a day a couple months ago in my life that I'm sure most people have heard about at this point. And uh, at the beginning of the day, I was really frustrated because I just felt like I, I wanted to do something really bad and I felt like I was telling me not to do it. I just wanted to do it. And I was like, ah, God, there's like your will in the palm of your hand and I cannot escape your will. 
ah, oh, I'm so frustrated. And it wasn't like, I wasn't like arguing with God. I wasn't like walking away from my faith. It was just this like frustration that he and I were dealing with. And so we went through the day and I was kind of frustrated or whatever, but having a fairly fine day. At the end of the day, I was driving home from work. It was late and I hit a patch of ice that came out of nowhere and I, I spun on I-90 at 70 miles an hour. And there was this moment where I was facing the wrong direction. I saw cars coming towards me and I went, oh, this is it. I'm done. My life is over. My life wasn't over though because I, the car kept going and I, I ended up on the side of the road and I, I hit a guardrail. My car was totaled, completely destroyed. And I climbed out of the car completely unharmed. Now, I know you could explain that away if you wanted to. And you could give all the reasons, the technology and seatbelts and blah, 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 why that was just a thing that happened to me that ha could have happened to anyone and it was fine. But I'm telling you, in that moment I went, a miracle just happened. And it, earlier in the day I was complaining about, oh God, I just can't escape your hand. After that happened, I went, wow, God, I can't escape your hand. But you've got me in the palm of your hand and I'm safe there. And I don't have to worry about things because I could spin around on the highway and if it's not my time to go, it's not my time to go and I'm not gonna because you've got me. And this funny thing happened after. See, I, I've always kind of, I've always known that he was my shepherd. And I've always sort of known this idea of like, don't worry about things. But when that happened to me, all of a sudden I started thinking about life differently. And I started going, I don't, it doesn't matter what's happening in six months. I just need to hear his voice today. And something would happen that was, that was bad in my life. And I go, oh, this bad thing is happening, but I don't have to worry about it. God, Yahweh Ra'ai, what should I do about it? What do you want me? How should I respond? This relationship got kind of weird. What should I do? How should I respond? This question about what I'm going to do uh, came up. And uh, all right, God, what should I do? How should I respond? And I just, I just stopped worrying about things because I just could hear his voice. And I knew that if I got that right, I'd get everything else right. So this morning, I just want to get his voice right. Because I want Psalm 23 to be true for me. I want to say, Yahweh Ra'ai, the Lord's my shepherd, so I have everything I need. And I'll go down dark valleys, and I'm not going to fear anything. Because I know he's with me. I'm not going to worry about my enemies. Because he's, he's got my back. He's worrying about that. He's the shepherd. The shepherd's got to worry about the safety of the sheep. The sheep don't have to do that. You don't have to worry about it. Because he is. You just have to worry about finding his voice and knowing his voice. And see, I know this about you. If you, if you call yourself a Christian, it's because you've heard his voice at least once. And maybe you... You've missed it the rest of the time since you've been here, but you've at least gotten it once. And I know that if, if you're, you'll just listen for his voice, that you'll hear it. And if you'll just try it out, it'll change you. And you'll start to know his voice and you'll start to realize 
that he's your shepherd. He's Yahweh Ra'ai. So I'm going to pray. Before I do, um, after this, this prayer, there's going to be response questions. We're going to keep them up on this screen for about five or ten minutes. And then um, if you miss them, if that's not enough time, we're going to have them on the app. We're going to have them on the website. Um, feel free, like I said, hopefully you, you are watching this with your threefold and your small group and your family and everyone. Hopefully you're throwing a big party right now. Um, but I just want to encourage you to just take some time and respond to these questions with other people and with him, with Yahweh Ra'ai. When these reflection questions tell you to stop and, and talk to him, actually stop and talk to him and watch what happens. So Lord, we thank you that you are Yahweh Ra'ai. You're our shepherd. You have our back. You've got us in the palm of your hand. And I just pray that in the midst of this um, snow day that we get to have, that you would help us to enjoy it, but you'd also help us to take away all the worry, everything that would cause us to uh, stumble, everything that would try and rob us, that would cause our lives to be killed, stolen, and destroyed. Lord, help us to hear your voice and nothing else. We thank you this morning, and we trust you and give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen.